Welcome to this audio from Reunite Ministries, finding time in our busy lives to be present with God, our Father, and grow closer to Him continually, each and every day. Well, good morning, church family. This morning, we will be looking into serving our communities and if we are doing this effectively or not through the story of Jonah. So please turn with me to Jonah 1 and we will get started this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time and this morning as we look into the story of Jonah's journey that we would walk in wisdom and guidance from you and through this process, Lord, that we would learn and strengthen our own hearts and minds to glorify your name within our communities, within our friends, and just out in the world as you have called us to do. In your name we pray. Amen. Real quick before we get started, let me ask you a question to consider. If we were to close our church today, would the community even know you were gone? Now that's something to consider this morning, isn't it? We know we would notice this building being absent and we would wonder where we would be meeting next week. But with the community, is there enough going on through you and the building of the church to say that the community feels our presence? And how can we scale that presence in the community and how do we build it even further? This question is going to come down to how much are we willing to do to glorify God throughout our day beyond our midweek and Sunday gatherings. So in the story of Jonah, the story of Jonah is one of fear, rebellion, acceptance, and will allow us to think about our own walk with God and if we are in the same boat as he was. So let's read Jonah 1. When we look at Jonah 1, the topic is trying to run away from God. And if we ask ourselves, we all at some point in our lives can say that we have tried to run away from God, haven't we? We have done something, we have acted in some way that was rebellious towards God. And we have chosen to do something different than what the will of God is asking in our lives. Jonah 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Madai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee, to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it. To go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Let's look at the background of the beginning of the story. Jonah is trying to run away from God in what is the present day Iraq. It is described as thoroughly evil, and God has asked him to go to the city of Nineveh and speak against their evil ways, to go and share the gospel message of Jesus Christ, to go and tell them, you are doing wrong. You are in a sinful nature. You 
are not following God's plan in your lives. But instead, Jonah decides against this. Maybe because he doesn't want to do something that he feels is hard. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he says to himself, there's no way I can go talk to these people. And don't we do the same things all the time? As Christians in the community, we should stand against evil and show the world around us the light of the Lord. And instead, it seems that our lights sometimes dim once we leave the walls of the church building. When we are in here and together fellowshipping on Sunday or during the week, we feel safe. We feel confident and powerful united together. But once we move out into the community around us, it seems there is a lot more evil around us than good at times. And for us to stand up against this, would to be a take to take a leap of faith and trust God to be with us during that time. So a lot of times, through our own sinful nature and our own insecurities, we turn the other way. We hide within the crowd and we don't do anything. We act as they do. Jonah tries to run away from God, and we can relate to Jonah, can't we? Now obviously we would say that we would come to church and we try during the day to live our lives for God and that we are not rebelling against God like Jonah did. But this is a helpful book to see if we are running away or towards God in our lives. A little self-evaluation. During this, we will have some points to consider. And the first point I want to tell you right now is running away from God is putting distance between you, your calling, and the outreach you are called to do in your lives throughout the community. Has God ever asked you to go somewhere or do something? Or have you felt the presence of God in your life to go help someone or do something? And you decided, no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to walk the other way. Are you really trying to bring God's love to the community around you by doing that? Are you really sharing God's love during that process? Because you might say in yourself, oh, it's just one little thing. It's just one little simple task. I'm just not gonna do it. It's not a big deal. But what if it is a big deal? To God, every little thing can help glorify his name and share his glory with someone. Whether you think it's little or not, God has a plan. So for you to say no to that plan is not allowing God to reach the community as he intended. Throughout the Bible and throughout the, the Gospels, can you think of the, one of the main themes that is said over and over again through the Bible that Jesus tells us to do? Can we think of that? Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We have the answer right here. God wants us to go out and make disciples of all nations. Not just of our personal close friends and the people we feel comfortable around. He wants us to go and share the gospel in our communities. God calls us to teach them to obey everything he has commanded us to do. And in order to do that, we need to build relationships beyond the church walls. We need to be present in our communities and share the gospel message with them through the way we live, act, and love one another. I have said this time and time again. And witnessing to the community does not always need to involve you physically speaking with someone. Yes, you will have built relationships and there will be times that you are comfortable to be on a speaking level with certain individuals. But that's not the only time you are witnessing to others. 1 Corinthians 3, 6-9 says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. This process is knowing and trusting that even the little things you do in someone's life will grow into a relationship with God. But you need to be there to start planting seeds. Maybe you want, maybe you won't know if this person you open the door for, smile at, or just say hello to is going to eventually know Jesus Christ deeper or know Jesus Christ at all. But you are planting the seed for God to grow within them. In order for us to live out the great commission of Jesus Christ, we need to be willing to always do the smaller things. You will have different levels of impact on others depending on the depth of your relationship with them, but you can always impact them for God. What if someone is thinking that they do not know why someone was nice to them? but knows that person is different and feels something stirring in their life, but just can't pinpoint it. Now you come along and you feel a stirring in your heart to talk to that person. You don't know them, but you feel God is saying, go over there and speak with them. And in this moment, you have a choice. Will you follow God's lead and potentially water that seed that has already been planted or and go or will you turn away like Jonah did in a sense cutting off that process that God wanted to take these impacts in other lives around you 
through the smallest things like simply being nice to someone or letting them go first in line, waving to them and showing hospitality can go a long way. Now imagine if we were all doing this continually in the community and over time building relationships and everyone has a role and continues to move forward with God's plan and does not turn away from it. Imagine the impact you may have in the community and beyond your own community if you simply follow what God is calling you to do. Would the community remember you then? So Jonah, he wants to have nothing to do with this call from God and continues to walk away from what God is asking him to do. So let's continue reading. Verse 4. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they hurled up the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. This is going to bring me to point number two. Point number two is drifting with the culture of the world also leads you away from God and leads you away from and leads you to a place of rebellion against God. Just by simply choosing not to do what God is asking you to do in your life, you are rebelling against that action. Have you ever noticed that when you are not following God, even if you didn't necessarily mean to or make that choice directly in your mind, your life isn't really following a lifestyle of God and you're not really moving forward with God either. Then your life seems to kind of start spiraling around, doesn't it? The more time you spend away from the presence of God, the more time things around you start happening and the storm begins to brew in your life. The storm begins to brew around you. Things start to happen. You start to be a little bit more depressed. You start to maybe get angrier on the road. You have less patience with your children. And it just starts to build. So let's talk again about this. If we were to close our church today, would the community even know you were gone? Has God ever asked you to go somewhere or to do something and you decided not to? And are you really bringing God's love to the community around you? Are you starting to feel a little bit more like Jonah yet? Verse 5. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came in and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us and we may not perish. See, now those around Jonah are starting to realize something is up. And these things started happening when Jonah came on the boat. And it's not meshing. And they're asking why. Jonah is content enough to sleep 
feeling that he is away from what God is asking him to do. He no longer has to deal with it. He feels that sense of relief saying, Phew, I don't have to do it now. But instead, the Lord is causing this storm around Jonah. Point three, God will cause storms in your life to get your attention. Jonah tried to move away from the Lord, and the further he moved away from God, the worse things in his life became. Verse 7, And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Now, casting lots was a way to see the will of God in certain situations. And we can compare this to the idea of flipping a coin or throwing dice. But during these times, casting lots was used to help make those decisions. We hear of casting lots. It was used when the 11 apostles were determining who would replace Judas. And also the Roman soldiers casted lots when they were determining who would get Jesus' garments. So now we see and we are reading that those on the ship were casting lots to see whom was responsible for the storm. And the lots fell upon Jonah. And verse 8, they said to him, tell us whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation and where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? They wanted to know the true intentions of Jonah and wanted to find out more about his past to determine why this was all happening. Verse 9, And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord, but he had told them, and because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you, that the sea may calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that the great storm has come upon you. This is Jonah's aha moment. He did not want to follow the Lord, but he now knows that following him is a better than the situation he is in. So therefore he says to them, throw me overboard to rid you of me who is causing this to happen around you. Point four. God will calm the storms around us if we follow the direction he has for us. And what he wants for us in the church body is to share the gospel to all creation and teach them. Now Jonah sees his wrongdoing and prays to the Lord in his own realization that he needs to follow the will of God in his life. We need to follow the will of God in our own life and in our communities. 
and share with them through our lives the words of God. And we need to show them of the God we follow, not just on Sunday mornings, not just at midweek Bible study, and not just inside the church walls, but in our lifestyle, our actions, our words, Everything around us needs to embody the character of Jesus Christ. So when we're out in the community, people say, man, that person is different. And that's the seed we are planting in our communities. So when they say that person is different and they continue seeing that person being different, and then they ask, why is that person different? And then they say, why is their life so much better from what they seem. Why do they seem so much happier? Why do they seem that they are not bothered by certain things? And why do they why does it seem that they just have this light around them that I feel I don't have? And that seed, that's the process of it being watered. And that's when God can take hold of their hearts and that's when God can start speaking to them. And they might not know it or realize that it's God, but that's when God changes people. That's when God changes hearts in the community. And it's because of the actions that you do every day, all day long. By looking at the story of Jonah, we can see that by staying outside the will of God, those around Jonah suffered as well. How many around you may suffer before you fall, because by you not following the will of God in your life. There is a saying that says, go with the flow. And sometimes Christians do this outside the walls of the church because they forget they are part of the church. On Sunday, they act one way, but then during the week and during their lives, people may not even know that they are Christian. Or if they even know that you are a Christian, they don't feel that you are any different from them So they wonder, why should we become Christian? You're no different than me. Why should they come to your church if you are doing the same as them out in the community and out in the world? That mentality shows that we don't need the church, that we don't need God in our lives. And those actions show that God is not relevant to them in their lives. So we need to make Jesus Christ relevant to the communities around us by making Jesus relevant to our own lifestyles and behaviors, which in turn will follow us into the community. When we are trying to go with the flow and hide from what God is calling us to do, we actually cause destruction around those around us. Just as destruction followed Jonah onto the boat because he was going against God and trying to go with the flow instead of the world. He was, trying, he was trying to go with the flow of the world. And how many of you can say that speaks to you right now? When you leave the church walls and live your life, are you living out Jesus Christ in your community? Or do you become lost in the crowd? When you leave the church walls and live your life, are you living out Jesus Christ in your community? Think about that. So how do we change this? How do we calm that storm around us? First, let's listen to God and turn to him instead of away from him. 
Let's fulfill that great commission of saying, go. Share the gospel into all the world and to all creation. You need to start listening to the community around you. People in the community are tired of hearing about the church. They want to see the church. That's you. They want to see they want to see what the church has done in your life that is so miraculous that they want to experience it. And if you go out into the community and you're not any different than them and you go with the flow, how is that showing them that they need anything more? So what will you show them today when you leave? What will you show your community about Jesus Christ in your life? And secondly, don't tell them you care about the community. Show them that you care about the community. Actions speak louder than words. We've all heard it. Our parents have told us it. We've heard it in school. We've heard it everywhere that actions speak louder than words. And it's true. You can continually tell somebody that this life you have with Jesus Christ, this life that you have with God is so much better and that you follow God and you do the things and you do what's right. But out in the community, if they just see the actions of saying, man, you are no different than me. You're doing things against the will of God or what you call the will of God. You're acting in a way that does not glorify God. And if someone met you on the street, they would be like, wow, you're Christian. I heard those people were different, but you're the same. So don't just tell them that you care. Show them you care about the community by being in the community as a light of Jesus Christ. And showing them why it is beneficial to be different and not go with the flow of the world. How are you serving the community around you? Are you going to live with a go with the flow attitude? Or are you going to stand your ground and make a difference and stand out in the community because of the light you hold for Jesus Christ? Colossians 3, 13-14 Bear with each other and forgive one another if any, if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Romans 12, 4-5 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members... And the members do not have, do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body and each other belong to all the others. So think about that in our communities. Be in your community with love. And know that you are all together. Know that with Christ you are all together. So, I'm going to ask, can the community depend on you? Are you going to go out into the community and share the gospel message of Jesus Christ? 
through your words, actions, and lifestyle from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep? Are you going to stand firm in your faith and not just go with the crowd because it feels easier? And will you fulfill the Great Commission and go and make disciples of all nations by starting here in your community? Think about Jonah next time you're out and about in your daily life. Are you moving in the direction to serve God in your community? Or are your actions showing that you are running away from God and His will in your life? Don't just say you are the church. Show them in the community how to be the church. And I leave you with this. Can the community depend on you? Let's pray.